Hey, Sharnold. What's up, Zach? I have a question. What's the general premise of this podcast? Warning, this podcast contains extreme spoilers from Avengers No Road Home, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and Punisher Kill Crew. You have been Hey everybody, this is the Doombots podcast, uh, our inaugural episode. I'm Zach, this is Sharnold, my best friend and Marvel Comics expert. Hello. And uh, today's question is... Uh, wait, since yeah. this is the first episode, shouldn't we introduce ourselves? I don't know, I mean, does anyone care about that? Like, I, I'm Zach, you're Sharnold. Like, well, but they should have some idea about like who we are before we just start talking about things on sure. the internet. Sure, but I mean, we are just two random people on the internet. With, I mean, uh, we we like comics, right? Uh, well, I mean, we went to grad school. We we studied stuff. Sure, I guess we could brag about that like assholes if we want to. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I mean, I, mean, I got I mine in movies, so I mean, like, well, I studied comics in grad school. Um, yeah, and that's why we're doing this, because you're a professional and <laughs> I studied movies. I'm a, I'm a quote professional. People, okay, sure. look, I think we're going to we're gonna have it up on our bios on our website. Uh-huh. And so if people really need to know, like, if they're hungry for information on us, they can just go there. You know what? I, you know, we're, we're relatable. We're two random guys who likes comics and, you know. And it's, yeah, it's, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess there's nothing else that is really relevant to no, and for it, them to if know. If it comes up in its relevancy, it'll come up as it comes naturally, you know? Okay, I guess just... Um, Go ahead and uh, start with uh, start with today's question. Okay, yeah, we'll just edit this together. We'll just cut it with the thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, Sean, what's the what's the general premise of this podcast? What's our what's our theme? What's our uh, efforts? What are our ambitions? Our goals? Our hopes? Our, our what's that's the like five questions. Okay, what's the podcast about? <laughs> All right, so I read a lot of Marvel comics, and I've been reading Marvel comics since I was a kid in the '90s. And back when I was a kid, my brother and I we would read comics together. We read a lot of Spider-Man, a lot of X-Men, and some of the other Marvel stuff occasionally. As time went on, eventually my brother stopped reading the comics for various reasons, most of them involving jobs and family. Yeah. But I have continued to read the comics. So every time that we get together, my brother always asks me, hey, what's the latest stuff going on in the Marvel Universe? Because you're brothers, I bet that's a really good impression. <laughs> that's exactly what he sounds I, like. I imagine yeah. it would be, yeah. Uh, and so I figure there are a lot of other people like my brother who have a huge affinity for the Marvel comics and the Marvel characters, but don't necessarily have the ability to keep up with all 60-some-odd comics that they publish every single month. That's so many. It really is a lot. That's yeah. so many. Uh, and so I thought we could do this podcast where I explain some of the stuff that's going on in Marvel Comics right now, as well as simultaneously providing some backstory and some context, not assuming that all of the listeners are familiar with all 80 years of Marvel continuity. Right, and I mean, I'm fairly familiar with a lot of Marvel 
properties and comics in general. I'm a big fan of like indie comics. Uh, I love you know a lot of DC Batman stuff. Marvel has always been something I've been interested in, but because of the, how long it is and how, how lengthy the history of it is, I've always felt very intimidated to try to dive into the current continuity of it. And uh, this isn't going to be just a Marvel comic podcast, though. I mean, I think that's going to be our primary focus, as you're our expert. Sure, it should only take us maybe three or four episodes to explain all of Marvel, uh, and yeah. then we can start explaining some other comics properties as well. Sure. And by three or four episodes, you mean years. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. That's what you meant. You yeah. Meant years. There's so much. Marvel's been going along so long that basically it's like a daytime soap opera, but with powers. It's exactly like that. So you know what it is? It's like Once Upon a Time meets Passions with some guiding light thrown in. Um, sure, you know there was a Guiding Light Marvel Comics crossover. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, yes, that was a real that thing. That won't be an episode for <laughs> sure. And one of the things we want to do with the podcast... No, stop, stop, stop. What? I haven't seen it. Okay. I we're just gonna know have... that it existed and that Jim McCann was part of it because he worked we're in both TV and definitely going to have to explore that at length. Uh, let's, let's keep going. To kick things off... Hey, Sharnel. What's up, Zach? I have a question. What's some of the weirdest shit that's happening right now? Okay. Because you, uh, you said that, uh, oh, there's going to be some stuff that's super weird. And I was really like, I've seen weird shit in these comics. So uh, I'd be real interested in seeing if you're, he, he, you promised that you would surprise me with some weird shit. I think you will be surprised. And I think I won't because being overconfident is a good way to be a foil in a straight man routine. So why don't you tell me some surprising shit happening in the Marvel comics? All right. So the weirdest thing or most surprising thing that is happening right now mm-hmm. in the Marvel comics, mm-hmm. you could pick up a comic today that has this in it. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian is an Avenger. I'm sorry. I'm so- <laughs> yes, that's what? Conan the Barbarian. Well, I know there was a Conan comic at some point. Was it a Marvel comic? Yes. Okay, so a little bit of history. It's not totally unprecedented for Marvel comics and Conan comics to cross over. Marvel started publishing Conan comics in 1970, and they published... A lot. (laughs) Something like 500 issues between then and the 90s. Uh, In the 90s, the comic sort of, the sales tapered off. Oh. (laughs) Really? Really, they did. I can't believe that. Yeah, who would have figured that in the 90s, sales of a comic would taper off? Yeah. Especially, well, I mean, to be fair, Conan felt like a 90s comic. Like, from the beginning. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Marvel stopped publishing them. Dark Horse picked up the license for a while and did their own thing. And then, just in this past year, Marvel bought the license back and has been publishing new Conan stories. And one of the stories that they have published involves Conan being brought from his past into the Marvel present and joining the Avengers. Wow. Okay. Okay. couple... Theoreticals. Does this mean that at some future point Conan could appear in the MCU? And if so, would that then make him a Disney character? <laughs> well, right now Marvel only has the rights to the comic book license. So okay. getting the rights for the movies would be, t- would be something entirely different. Got it. Yeah. And what does he do as an Avenger? 
Well, mostly he swings his sword around and gets angry and stabs things. So, uh, Conan. Conan, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's very much himself. Got it. So, I want to start with uh, one of the first stories that Marvel published that was a crossover with their Conan comics. Okay. Which was Uncanny X-Men number 190 and 191. All right. This was published in 1984. Which that was, was the first time that they crossed? Technically, there was a single issue in 1979 where Spider-Man crossed with Red Sonja. But the first time that there was a, a big event crossover with the Conan universe was in 1984, two years after the movies had come out. Okay. And Spider-Man... Man, got strike with the iron tide. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So what happens, the premise of the story is that this evil wizard named Kulangoth turns all of Manhattan into a Conan sword and sorcery world. Spider Man well, sounds great. Yeah, it, actually, there are a lot of cool transformations. Uh, do you want to see what Professor Xavier got turned into? What he got turned into? Like yeah, when Kulangoth turned everything into a sword and sorcery world... Uh, this yeah. is what Professor Xavier what became. What the hell is that? Okay, I'm looking at something here. That looks like, uh, it looks like a cross between Abe Sapien from the Hellboy series and, uh, I, I don't know, like the Green Martians from Princess of Mars and and then the Quato creature from Total Recall coming out of its chest. It's like a blue multi-armed alien man. What the fuck is this thing? Yeah, so we'll put that image up on our website so that listeners can see that. But that's the sort of story that was being told in 1984. And Spider-Man makes a comment that I thought was hilarious because he mentions that all of New York has been turned into a giant-sized set from Conan the Barbarian. He says Wait, that in the comic on. book. And it has. It literally is. Kulan Goth is a sorcerer from Conan Barbarian. Hold on. So the movie Conan the Barbarian exists in the same universe as Conan the Barbarian in the crossover with Marvel. That's correct. Oh, I don't like that at all. That bothers me. <laughs> you know, Marvel Comics also exist in the Marvel Comics world. Most of the creators yeah. from Marvel Comics have at one time or another appeared in the Marvel Comics version of Marvel Comics, where Marvel Comics creates true biographical stories oh, about the superheroes of Logan their world. Logan comes in when yes. he's looking at the comics and he says, that's not really how it happened. Yes, it's just So like that, that is, there's precedent for that meta-referential aspect in the comics. Yeah. If I might be misremembering this, and if I am, we'll edit it so I don't sound dumb. But it reminds me of a movie called Action Jackson with Carl Weathers. You ever seen that movie? I have not. Well, he plays a cop. And in the movie, he watches a scene from Rocky where Carl Weathers is in it. Yeah. And, like, no one thinks that's... No one's like, hey, action? Carl Weathers actor from the movie Rocky sure looks a lot like you. Yeah. Why would they play that in this movie? Just for the jokes. It just... But it, it just adds, like... Weird layers to it. All right. Oh, okay. Oh, weird layers is what weird layers is, should have been the name of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. All right. So in the modern era, the story that brought Conan into the present Marvel comics yeah. was called Avengers: No Road Home. And it was uh, a big ten issue story arc where the Greek goddess of night, Nyx, she has been for thousands and thousands of years captured by Zeus so that she couldn't go out and be evil. And the spell that kept her caught said that she would be imprisoned until the sun was parted from the earth. 
for a reference, we're just going to skip over that Zeus exists. Oh, yeah, like Thor. But Thor is an alien from... You know what? Just keep going. <laughs> this story will also prominently feature Hercules, who has been an Avenger for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Lots of crossovers, sure. lots of layers. So anyways, right before No Road Home, there Isn't was... Dracula a Marvel character? Dracula is absolutely a Marvel character. Yeah, All so right. is Van Helsing. So is King Arthur. We gotta st- okay, hold on. That's another episode, Zach. That's okay. a different okay. episode. You're right. You're right. Okay, keep going. All right. So the the so big... Zeus is trying to trap the goddess Night. Well, he already had, but okay. then the arc before this is going to sound very strange. Oh, oh, oh! It, it's going to sound strange. <laughs> it is. All right. The Grandmaster and the Challenger kidnap the planet Earth and use its heroes as sort of like a chess match thing. Mm-hmm. And so that removed the Earth from the sun, and so that undid the spell that was prisoning Nyx. So now the goddess of night is out, and she's evil, and she's I mean, bad. sounds like the same logic that is used in Greek mythology stories, so it's not too unheard of, I guess. Yeah. Okay, okay, so anyway, where are we now? So Nyx is now looking for three shards that will give her her full power back, so there's lots of fights and searching and that sort of stuff. Shards of what? Shards of her essence that Zeus took from her when he imprisoned her. Okay. (laughs) Keep going. What? You've got this look on your face like shards of her essence is the weirdest thing you've heard today. It's not among the top ten. It's all good. They're horcruxes. They are. They are. Okay, got it. So uh, Scarlet Witch gets her hands on one of them, uh, but Nyx is hot on her tail. So a character named Voyager who can make portals opens a portal for Scarlet Witch to escape through. And that portal goes to the Hyborian Age, where she promptly meets Conan the Barbarian. (laughs) So more adventures. Not really important. Nyx meets Conan or Scarlet Witch meets Conan? Scarlet Witch meets Conan. Got it. Okay. And the two of them, the shard then immediately gets stolen from Scarlet Witch. And so she and Conan have to team up to go find these thieves. So the shard of her essence is an actual physical thing. Yes, it is. Okay. So they go on an adventure together and then Nyx finds them and comes back to the past and they fight and they lose. And so Conan's like, oh, I want vengeance. And so he comes with Scarlet Witch back to the present to fight Nyx. Okay. You want to hear about how they beat her? Because it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Okay, so the third shard of her essence is hidden away in a mysterious house. (laughs) (laughs) I I know, that's that's just just weird. (laughs) Just an old man Jensen's weird-ass house down the street. I hear it's got a shard of of a night lady. What? So they're on a planet called Euphoria that's really far away from Earth. Right, which and is full of sparkly teen drug addicts. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen that show? On- I have, yeah. It's really? lovely. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that was a crossover with Marvel Comics. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. Marvel crosses over with everything. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> so they're on Euphoria, and she's using her night powers to make it super dark, but there's this one house that somehow has light shining out of it. And What a weird house. Yeah, well, so she goes into the house... And it turns out that the house is on Long Island. Um, so, so now they've all been teleported back to Earth. So it's like a portal house. Yeah. And inside this house yeah. is the essence of light and creation. 
So Vision is the only one who manages to get into the house. And a lot of what this story has been about is Vision wrestling with his mortality. His systems are starting to break down. And he's been saying that the fact that he's going to die makes him feel more human. He's a robot. Yeah. Inside the house of imagination and light, he realizes that it is creativity that makes us human. And he is able to use the light of creativity to snuff out Nyx's darkness. Okay. I like the metaphor there. Yeah. It works pretty well. Yeah. And so this house is called the House of Ideas, Mm -hmm. which is one of the terms for the Marvel Comics bullpen. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's really So there's there's an interesting meta reference going on there. That's pretty clever. So anyways, the Avengers win. Yeah. And now Conan is here in the present. Now, why Voyager, the girl who opens portals, didn't just open a portal and send him back home, no one knows. Maybe he doesn't (laughs) want to go back home. Maybe. We we don't see that conversation. They didn't have the internet in the Hyborian age. That's true. And, you know, Conan would hate the internet. He would say, this is sorcery and this is bad and I smash it with my sword. I disagree. I think if he could find affordable wenches... convenient times. I could totally see a story of Conan just becoming like like a Twitter addict. Yeah, if he could learn how to type. Yeah. His, I mean, he's sure got he pretty big fingers. I mean, they make keyboards for giants, I'm sure. That's true. That's true. Especially in it's, the Marvel Universe. It's the Unimar- <laughs> they make a por- if they can make a portal that goes back to the Hiberian Age, they can make a, a slightly larger keyboard. I Charnold. guess. I guess, Zach. Okay, so that's weird. Uh, but okay. that has to be the weirdest thing that you've got on your list, right? Uh, no, actually. That is just the beginning. Uh, so let's talk about a character named Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay. Let's start with the premise of being familiar with the Ghost Rider character from the Nicolas Cage movies. He's uh-huh. the flaming skull guy that yeah. rides a bicycle. Sure. Okay. He rides a motorcycle. <laughs> It's a lot less scary. It's a lot less scary. On a, on a bike. Yeah. That's that's kid Ghost Rider. Oh God, is that a thing? <laughs> it's not a thing. How is I, that I not that a up. thing? I'm. <laughs> it's gonna be a thing now. It has to be a thing. Yeah, because that's kind of hilarious. Okay. So Thanos number thirteen is a comic that came out about a year ago or so. Okay. And it starts with Cosmic Ghost Rider shows up. And he defeats Thanos in a battle, which is like a big deal. That shows how he's very powerful just to beat Thanos. And he grabs Thanos and he takes Thanos to the future, to the end of time. Because at the end of time, everyone is dead except Thanos. Okay. So um, we didn't really get this in the movie version of Thanos, but in the comics version of Thanos, the reason that he's trying to destroy half of the world... I know this one. Yeah? Because he's trying to court death. That's right. They mentioned that at the end of the first Avengers movie. He's trying to basically attract... Because in the Marvel Universe, every vague concept is represented by a physical, tangible being or manifestation. Yes. One of which is a... A female manifestation known as death mm-hmm. represents the concept of death, and he wants to straight bone death. That's right. Uh, um, so, and, and so in the final future that modern Thanos gets taken to, Thanos has killed everyone else except for himself and Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay. He keeps Cosmic Ghost Rider around because one of his powers is something called the Penance Stare, right. where he makes you feel all of the pain that you've inflicted on others, and Thanos really likes that. Okay. Um, can so, he do that to Thanos? Yes, he can. Okay. 
That's why Thanos lets him live so that he can get penance stared. He kind of gets off on that sort of thing. Okay. Old Thanos sent Cosmic Ghost Rider back in time to get present Thanos so that present Thanos could kill future old Thanos. Because that's the only way to finally please death is if everyone, including Thanos, is dead. Okay, why is Cosmic Ghost Rider following his bidding? Okay. Also, Cos- so Cosmic Ghost Rider is the same as regular Ghost Rider? No. Cosmic Ghost Rider is Frank Castle, the Punisher. <laughs> That's why you wouldn't tell me when I asked you earlier. Okay. All right, so here is his origin story. Uh-huh. In the future, at some point in time, Frank dies. He goes to hell. He makes a deal with Mephisto to become the new Ghost Rider. Mephisto. Because who likes vengeance more than the Punisher? Sure. So then he's the Ghost Rider, and Thanos comes and kills everybody on Earth, uh, except for Ghost Rider. And so Ghost Rider is alone on Earth for thousands of years, until Galactus comes. And Frank, as Ghost Rider, is like, hey, let's go fight Thanos together. So Galactus makes him one of his heralds, giving him the power cosmic, like Silver Surfer-type power, on top of his Ghost Rider powers. And the two of them go to fight Thanos, and they fight Thanos for thousands of years. Eventually, Thanos wins and kills Galactus. We don't know how. This is just kind of backstory that we get about his origin. Sure. So then Cosmic Ghost Rider now works for Thanos, and he kills people with Thanos for thousands of years, helping destroy, kill everybody in the universe. Okay. And then, in this story, yeah. Cosmic Ghost Rider dies. Okay. Goes to Valhalla. Sure. Because he's such a valiant warrior, he has done so much fighting, that Odin was like, you know what? Frank deserves to be in Valhalla. Okay. So he's in Valhalla, and he's sad. And he's mopey. And he's like, I want to be fighting and killing people. So Odin kicks him out of Valhalla. And he says, you know what, Frank? I'm sending you back to one point in time, wherever you want to be. And he goes, I know. I will go back in time to when Thanos was a baby and kill him. So then we get another five-issue series called Cosmic Ghost Rider, where Frank Castle, as the Ghost Rider with the power cosmic, who has been alive now for millions of years and is pretty insane and homicidal, he starts trying to kill baby Thanos, but he decides, you know, this is a bad idea. Instead, I'm going to raise baby Thanos and show him the goodness in the universe so he doesn't become a homicidal maniac. And that doesn't go well, because Frank is himself a homicidal maniac. Right. So there's a bunch of time travel gibberish that goes on, uh, and eventually he puts baby Thanos back. And he's like, okay, well, there you go. And now, Frank Castle, as Ghost Rider, with the power cosmic, is in the Marvel Universe about 300 years in the past. Thanos is about 300 years old. Okay. So then there's another miniseries called Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys the History of the Marvel Universe. Jesus Christ. It talks about how now that he's in the past, he goes and he messes with all of the events in Marvel Comics, and it goes through a lot of the history of Marvel. When when he could have been sent back at any point, he didn't want to be like, "How how about the day before I suggest going to the park with my kids? Well, okay, so that comes up in the Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys the History of the Universe. And basically what happens is Uatu comes with the Infinity Gauntlet and says, you gotta stop fucking shit up, and sets everything back to normal. 
At the end of the series, we find out that Cosmic Frank is narrating this. Mm-hmm. And so my guess is, you know, there's a very unreliable narrator aspect to it. I don't think any of it is supposed to be taken seriously as events that actually happened, but it's pretty funny and fun to see him inserted into important moments throughout Marvel history. For sure. And one of my favorite lines from that comic, when he is talking to his son as they get ready to go to the park on that fateful day, he's telling him all about Galactus, and his son is like, mm, Galactus is my favorite because I also get hungry sometimes. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Um, okay. So yeah, so now Cosmic Ghost Rider is a character in the present Marvel Universe. He's another Frank Castle, and he's out in space just kind of doing his thing. Okay. Okay. So at some point, Cosmic Ghost Rider could phase off against Conan the Barbarian. Absolutely. Yeah. I expect that to happen any day now. Jesus. All right. So I think you have a third one for me, too. I do have a third one. So this one is not one that adds a new character to the universe. Sure. But it was just some crazy, wacky, bizarre shit that I thought was incredibly amusing and I wanted to bring up. All right. So... Just to give you some backstory. Of course. There was recently a crossover called War of the Realms. Okay. Where all of Thor's bad guys, like the Frost Giants and the Dark Elves and whatnot, invaded Earth. Doctor Who. It's a stupid Thor Dark World joke. Anyway, keep going. It's hilarious. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. (laughs) And so that was a big deal. Yeah. Eventually, the heroes of Earth won and fought back the invasion. Big surprise. Uh, I'm shocked. Yeah, never would have seen that coming. One of the things that happened during this crossover is that a bunch of people in New York died while Frank was trying to protect them, while Punisher was trying to protect them against Frost Giants. And at the end of the story, Frank... think about that sentence for a second. (laughs) While the Punisher was trying to protect them against Frost Giants. Anyway, keep going. That's the crazy, wonderful thing about the Marvel Universe. You never know who's going to connect with who. That's true. So at the end of that crossover, he finds a van full of orphans whose parents had all been killed during the invasion. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever goes well with a story (laughs) that includes the line, a van full of orphans. Yeah. So then there was a miniseries called Punisher Kill Crew. And crew is spelt with a K, so you know it's going to be intense. Or Kardashian related. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And I thought what it was going to be about is Punisher training these orphans to be like an army of mini Punishers. Is that not what it is? That's That's not what it is. I was very disappointed. A thousand percent sounds like what it should be. But it ended up being something that I think is just as good. So the kids are all sad and Punisher has a line. He says, when a kid with dead parents asks you for pizza, you oblige. (laughs) (laughs) So So he starts the story by taking the kids for pizza. Hold on. But like, how? okay, look, I get it, but let's just break that down for one second. How long ago did the parents need, like... Like, like, like today? No, no, I get that, but I'm saying that, like, if a kid walks up to you and his parents died, like, when he was born, and he's just been an orphan his whole life, like, sure, get him some pizza, but, like, the, you know, that level of expediency isn't, isn't there, you know? You know, I think that Look, Punisher... I'm trying to get out of buying a bunch of kids pizza. Orphans keep coming up to me. And they keep being like, buy me pizza. And I'm like, who is orchestrating this hit Zach up for pizza grassroots movement? And I don't appreciate it. It's me. You son of a bitch. Okay, anyway, so. 
So all the kids draw pictures of the monsters that killed their parents. And Frank decides he's going to go out and and hunt them down and kill them all. So he borrows Thor's goat. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just take a minute to absorb that sentence. Is Thor's goat magical? Thor's goat is magical. His name is Toothnasher and he can travel across space and worlds. So Punisher hooks his van up to Toothnasher (laughs) so that he can travel through space. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Punish, Punisher is kind of famous for having a van with all of his weapons in it and stuff. Sure. And so he takes it into space with Toothmasher, and they go to hunt down all of these monsters. And I want to show you a picture of the first monster that they fight because it's just incredible. Uh, okay. It's it's this. Oh my god! It looks like wow. I don't even know how to describe what that looks like. It looks like a shark. Mixed with a robot, but also with a bunch of legs. And it kind of looks like what people thought Cloverfield Monster was going to look like. It's got cages for some reason? Yes, yeah, so that is a shark mech of some kind. That Ah, oh, I nailed it! It was yeah, shark mech! Exactly, cool. yeah. And he has Foggy Nelson imprisoned in that cage. Daredevil's sidekick, Foggy Nelson. Why is Foggy Nelson... Because the shark's going to eat him. The shark oh, was on Earth doing thing? murders. Foggy right? Nelson, the one who's dressed up like Han Solo down there for some reason? Um, The black vest yes. and white shirt, sort of? Oh, he's just dressed up like for court? Yeah, yeah, he's in a suit. Yeah. yeah. So guess what All happens right. after Punisher kills the shark mech? He kills Foggy Nelson, too? No! Foggy Nelson joins him on his adventure to go through space murdering Are you, are space. you fucking kidding me? Nope. Punisher teams up with Daredevil's sidekick to fight Thor villains. Yes, and so then the next person that they rescue is Juggernaut, and Juggernaut this joins the their kill little crew. crew. This is the kill crew. Uh, okay, that's, that's almost as good as the orphans thing. Right, and then they get the Black Knight, who's not a very well-known character. I've never heard of the Black Knight. Um, but he's got a sword called the Ebony Blade that can cut through anything. So the Juggernaut, why does the Juggernaut team up with them? The Juggernaut had been kidnapped by Ice Giants. The oh, Ice so Giants were trying to get his revenge. magic gem from him, yeah. Oh, no, not revenge. Punisher shows him the drawings the kids made. And Juggernaut's heart breaks. And he says, I am in this until all the monsters are dead. Wait. (laughs) So he really, like, brings him around, sort of? Absolutely. This comic is filled with these beautiful double-page spreads of just amazing action violence. Because they're not killing humans... They can can just go all in on the violence. And the artist is a guy named Juan Ferreira, and he is just incredible. I I love everything he draws. I mean, I'm looking at the Juggernaut exploding through an ice giant and then jumping onto the skull of another one and crashing his brain. This is graphic, but they're blue, so it's okay. So it's okay, yeah. At one point, Foggy, driving the van with Toothnasher at the helm, uses Toothnasher to headbutt asteroids and use those as like giant bullets headbutting asteroids and those go and those you know some creative shit right there yeah it's great and all of that we come back at the end and after having this crazy fun adventure we actually come back to a really poignant moment where a person that frank has been working with who lost his whole family in the invasion feels that he has nothing left to live for and wants to commit suicide. Frank goes and stops him and says, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep fighting on, you know, your fight might not take the same shape as my fight did, but you still got to fight and you still got to keep living. And I thought that that was just extra amazing and poignant coming at the end of this crazy bananas adventure. 
Yeah, that's pretty special. I mean, that's weirdly touching for the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So that was that. That's that's some of the crazy shit going on in Marvel Comics right now. Wow. Well, thanks. Well, I think uh, I think now what we'd like to do is, and I think this is going to become sort of a staple of our podcast, is uh, we're going to do a thing called Wheel of Segments. We're going to spin a big wheel, and uh, it's... It's not actually that big. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really not. We're... It's a regular-sized yeah. wheel. as the budget goes up, the wheel will get bigger. <laughs> I like that. We won't add more segments. We'll just have no, bigger just signs bigger pies, for each yeah. segment. <laughs> And uh, we're going to spin it, and we're going to see what segment we land on. And so uh, let's uh, let's give it a spin. Okay, it looks like we are on two truths and a lie. Oh, goody. So that's where uh, <laughs> Sharnold's going to basically tell me three statements, two of which are true and one that is uh, not true. And I'm going to give you guys a prediction. I'm not going to get this. Because all of these things sound like they're untrue that we've listened to so far today. I actually have had some trouble coming up with a lie that sounded as bonkers <laughs> as the two true things. <laughs> okay. All right, so here we go. Okay, number one. One of the most critically acclaimed Thor runs is about Thor turning into a frog. Okay. Number two. Captain America and She-Hulk have both been members of the Fantastic Four. Okay. Okay. Number three. Cyclops' brother used to be king of an intergalactic space empire. <laughs> what? Havoc? Or a different Cyclops' brother? other brother. <laughs> Who was Cyclops' other brother? What was his name? Okay. You're just making shit up, I think. No, but that <laughs> for, one... for those of you who aren't watching this in our secret video segment, I just did the I don't know gesture. Yeah, I think... Okay. So, yeah. Thor turning into a frog, Captain America and She-Hulk on the Fantastic Four, Cyclops' brother as Space King. Okay. But there's only four of them. No, not the Avengers. Okay. They all sound insane. That's the fun I, of Marvel I'm going to say the fake one is Thor turning into a frog. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, <laughs> Then I'm going to say the fake one is the Space Empire. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So uh, well, I should have known it because I said there could only be four of them. Yeah. So She-Hulk was a member of the Fantastic Four for a while. Okay. Um, Thing lost his powers, and so she joined the team. Okay. Um, there have actually been a slew of different people who have taken the spots when one of the main members have left for whatever reason, but Captain America was never one of them. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Sharnold. I think that about answers all of today's questions and obviously brings up just so many more questions. <laughs> but uh, we'll have to wait for another episode to get to those. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions about what we talked about today, uh, you want us to explain something further, then you can reach us at, at DoombotsPod on Twitter or Facebook or Gmail or all the other internet 
places. Yeah. All right, if you liked our discussion today, you can also go to doombotspod.com and subscribe to our blog. Uh, you'll see the visuals we talked about today and the related content like the articles, web listicles and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to post a write-up about that Guiding Light crossover. Which is just insane. <laughs> and also post uh, some of those pictures of that weird alien monster that Professor Xavier got turned into. Oh, and Juggernaut get jumping on the dude's head Absolutely. and everything. Um, I'm also going to write up a great thing on Marvel, the weird, just the weirdest Marvel crossovers that we got. So we'll have uh, all that and a lot more up on our site, and uh, we'll be back next week. Where I am going to explain how a mask made by wizards back in King Arthur times is going to help the Marvel heroes fight off an invasion of trees. <laughs> what the f- All right. Well, all right. <laughs> Hey, Sharnold! What's what's up with the Marvel comics? Hey, very interesting impression <laughs> of your brother. This is what my voice sounds like. It feels like it feels like your brother probably sounds more like you. It feels like it would have been really easy for you to do an impression of your brother by just my, talking in your voice. 